You're now listening. Yo, tap in radio. With one tap, you're in. Only on tap in radio. What is good, everybody? It's your girl, Kristen Ayana, and welcome to Black Talk Radio. Um, this is my first time being on the Tapping Radio station. So first, I just want to shout them out. Thank you so much for all the love and support. And, you know, for those of you who are not new here, welcome back. And for those of you who are new, thank you so much for joining me. Um, so we do have a little segment called Trending Topics, where I talk about the latest in, you know, black culture, entertainment and news, as well as our second half of the show where I do an interview. And today I'm going to be chatting with London Hill, who is a female artist out of New York. So shout out to her. She'll be joining us shortly. But um, first things first, let's get into these topics. So Tyler Perry is now a billionaire. But, you know, people are a little bit reluctant into giving him congratulations because a lot of people are saying that he has profited off of black trauma, which I think is interesting. I I don't think people are wrong. Um, I definitely do think that he has like profited off of black trauma. But, you know, in the same, you know, saying he definitely has given back to the black community, which I think is dope. And. You know, we don't see like a lot of people giving back sometimes. Um, we see people become rich and then they just stay rich and that is it. Um, so I do have DJ Bam with me in the studio. Yeah, yeah. So real quick, you said, so basically like people coming at him because now that they announced that he's a billionaire. Yeah. See, this is the problem <laughs> with our people, people. Like, I mean. When, when they announced Diddy was a billionaire, they, they was like, well, close to be. All right, so they didn't really announce Diddy's a billionaire, but he is, trust me. Right. But, but when they announced Dre and Jay-Z a billionaire, mm-hmm. yo, the world went crazy. You would have thought they won for president or something. I mean, okay, I think the only reason, though, people are against it is because, like, he's low-key profiting off of black trauma. Like, every Medea movie, it's negative as, but, it's, but as hell. Day, but like, wait, I look at it like this. What is the difference of you going to see... Uh, 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 interact, uh, interracial movie, meaning, oh, the black secretary wound up sleeping with the high power of the, of mm-hmm. the white, uh, white man that's close to the CEO. Um, it's like he basically showed a side of, uh, what goes on in our community, in our world, that, that some of us black men, and I will say you black ladies, mm-hmm. are dealing with. Like yes. what, what, what was it um, <laughs> with with the uh, single single mom and the three um? Oh, uh, that's a good one. Um, um I, I, I don't really and know like she was in the bathtub. Yeah, that it's, it's a it's a couple of them. It's a couple of them, but it was just like my thing is all those movies besides the Medea, like like the funny Medea parts mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, it taught. It, I took lessons from all of them. Okay, that's I, fair. I, I, I definitely took lessons. I took lessons how. How I seen like I, I once I was that little kid looking up to a high power black man. I'm like, damn, I want to be like him, mm. corporate this and that. He the man. He, he got the girl. He treat her right. He take her out, but he in the house beating on her. And it's yeah. like, really? That's yeah, who your he character does, is. He does show a lot of a diary of mad black woman. That was the first one, right? And then that that Medea family reunion, the one with like All the, of that. That really showed because that's how it is now. Like I, I just went to my little family event. Mm-hmm. I swear, like you would have thought we didn't grow up together. Hmm. 
It's like it's a game. This because really everyone's so different. Different. And it. I also feel like um, when it comes to families, as like you get older, like your cousins and stuff that you made up, maybe have like hung out with a right. lot. When you're younger, you don't do now. So that is a good point. But another topic I wanted to bring up was the Brandy versus Monica oh, versus. Yo. Shout out real quick. I got a shout out. Shout out to uh, <laughs> T with Mary B on Tuesday. She yes. asked. She asked about this too. She's Team Monica. I'm, I'm Team front. Monica. Like, Team Monica. That's three. Listen, man. Team Monica is winning up here at Tap In Radio. Yes. First of all, here's my thing. So I kind of feel bad though for Brandy because like a lot of people, <laughs> a lot of people have been saying like, oh my gosh, you know, we just feel as though Brandy is being super friendly to Monica and Monica isn't feeling it. Now, I personally think that they're just very two different people. Like, Brandy's super friendly, and Monica, in the back of her mind, is probably thinking, like, yo, we just got cool, and you need to relax. Yeah, and, but Monica always been, like, even, like, like I mentioned yesterday on, on Mary mm-hmm. B's show. Oh, what's that? That T.I. Hustle and Friends show? That yeah, she, that's what she's on. She, you, you can see, that's her. That's, that's her really her character. Like, she's a... She's she's an out southern girl going out outgoing southern girl. Mm-hmm. Don't get it twisted. But then she has this strong, powerful, like just independence in her. And it's like, yo, like some women is like that. Now I must say, I've seen her in person a couple of times when I was at certain radio stations, right, in New York City. Uh, shout out to uh, whatever, envying all y'all guys. Yeah, so, <laughs> it. Um, I I I cross paths with her. I swear to God, I'm like, yo, wow. And I don't get starstruck. On yo, someone else said that, though. I, no, no, I really don't. When I crossed her, I was like, oh, wow, Monica. Like, yeah. Really um, She's like, yeah, baby, it's really me. Like, this, like, but, <laughs> and it wasn't like a fake, yeah, baby. It was like, she really, she really, like, that. confident in who she is. No, okay, so Jinx, um, he was on, or he still is on State of the Culture. Okay. Um, he said the same thing. Like, when he saw Monica, it was just like that. Like, she brings that aura, like that presence yeah. into the room, which I thought was really great. But, you know, aside from all of that, they really passed, like, the versus limit of views. Like, they had the most views. Like, they broke I'm, records. I'm shocked because I ain't gonna front. Mm-hmm. I thought... I thought the Jill Scott and Erica Badu was mm. up there. But I think the Beanie Man and Bunchy Killer one passed Jill Scott in them. Yeah. That's true. That was the best versus. I don't care what nobody say. Beanie Man and Bunchy Killer. Y'all <laughs> that don't count, y'all. y'all. That's because he represents for the Caribbean people, y'all. No, because that's what we do. This versus thing that y'all just well, learning well, about. Bunchy Killer and Beanie Man, they've been doing it. Right, exactly. Been doing so that's it. like a part of our culture. But that was definitely my favorite one. My thing is, though, is it is it with the virtue, with the uh, versus battle? Is it just like our regular live? Like, we see yeah. these many views when it's live, but when it goes off, is there are they staying up there? Um, no, but also something that someone mentioned, I can't remember who, but like Instagram, when it comes to like lives and stuff, it might say like, you might do a live and it'd be like, Oh, 1 million people are on this live. Right. Right. But like it does it, the people that come in and out, it it counts that. So say for like, you accidentally click on someone's live and then you leave, it counts that, which is kind of suckish because then you can't really gauge your engagement. So I don't love that, but you know, that's something to consider, but they Uh, did, you know, they did. They did. They did. They numbers. did some. They did some. That things. happened to me one time though. I remember because I was on my live and I keep it real. It was like right when the pandemic first happened. Mm-hmm. I don't normally go on live. It said I had like twenty six views. Right. My man texted me was like, "Yo, you had eighty views, bro. Instagram lying on your shit." Yeah, it's weird. Um, it's weird. It's definitely weird. And they're always still. changing it. Yeah. <laughs> 
So, Lauren Hill. Mm-hmm. London Hill, that's the name. London Hill. London Hill, yes. I'm sorry. London Hill. London people. Hill will be chatting with us. Um, can't wait to have her. She has a song out called Um What Do Dem. And it's definitely it samples um Mr. Vegas, which is a popular dance wow. artist. So we're gonna play that for y'all. And then, you know, when we come back, we're gonna be chopping it up with her. So make sure y'all stay tuned. This is Black Talk Radio on Tapping Radio. You know the vibes. Yes. <laughs> We are the city ballad, come on, them. I want to them, I want to them, them, them. Now, for the people, are we a set trend? I want to them, I want to them, them, them. You're too bad, I'm not in a big friend. I want to them, I want to them, them, them. Chris Kiara pushed, and now we are at them. I want to them, I want to them, them, them. The wickedest. Looking really tight, my call it liquor mix. good y'all so we got london hill in the building with me tonight how are you thank you so much for joining me thank you so much for having me so first things first um for those y'all who might be tuning in late or you know need a little recap this is the black talk radio interview with london hill um yeah we're just gonna get right into it First things first, tell us, like, where are you from? And, of course, like, what made you start getting into music? You said where I'm from? hmm And what made you start getting into music? I'm from the Bronx, and I always was singing when I was younger. Like, I wasn't really rapping, so mm-hmm. I always was a music head, but I was more into singing and doing R&B and stuff like that. So I just, oh. I was into it from when I was, like, younger. I was influenced by music a lot. I knew how to sing all the time. Okay, so you started with singing. So then how did you, like, transform into rap? Because, you know, that's definitely, like, a different a different type of vibe. Um, I do both. So you're going to hear a lot. You're going to soon start hearing some more of my singing songs. Mm-hmm. Um, But I write really good. So I was like, you know what? Let me start rapping. Let me try it. It probably sound dope. And then I tried it. People like my voice. I'm like, oh, they fuck with it. So I was like, you know what? Let me just do it. Okay, okay. Now, you said that you grew up in the Bronx. So, like, how has that, I guess, played a part in your music or your creativity as an artist? Um, From the Bronx. More with my music side, the grittiness. Okay. Like that rough, you know, grittiness to my music. It definitely does that for me. 
Yes. Now, I think that's super dope because, like, I'm always a comp- Like, I love when artists are raw like that. I mean, because I'm from North Jersey. So, like, I listen. You from to- Jersey? Yeah. So, I listen to, like, a lot of, dope. you know, New York artists and stuff like that. And I really think, like, that to me is what I like to hear. I'm not really into, like, the the soft <laughs> stuff. The- I don't know. <laughs> I know. But, yeah, that's definitely, that's dope. That's dope. So now I just want to talk about your song, Why Do Them? And, you know, what made you get into it? First of all, I'm Jamaican, so that definitely caught my attention off the bat. So I just want to, you know, know, like, how did you come up with that? Because it's a dope track, for real. Um, I'm Jamaican, and I'm very influenced yes, with my... Yes, we love that. Yadi, big up yourself. <laughs> so I was like, you know what, let me start mixing it into hip-hop. Like, I feel like... People was trying to do it, but nobody really knew how to, like, mm. do it. And the last person I feel like that actually was doing it was Foxy. She had mixed the Jamaican with the hip-hop. Yes, and she yes. that. Because, you know, it's like, my era now, let me do it. And I did it, and people fuck with it. Right, right, right. Yeah, you know, I think that's super dope and important. And, you know, I love how you said that a lot of people kind of don't do it right. Because, like, you know, it's, it's like, it's like, one, it's like, it's It'll, be, it'll either be, like, straight Jamaican, and they try to sound like hip-hop, and it just don't sound right, right. or it'll just be straight hip-hop, and they just can't do it. Right, and, you know, um, Shinsia Loki like, talked about that in one of her interviews, because she was basically saying, like, on the track that she did with Tyga, Blessed, it was, a, it was, it was like, at that moment where she really tried to mesh the two together, the hip-hop and the dancehall side. And she was saying, like, in some parts, like, she definitely had to tone down, like, her patois and, like, try to speak English. So, like, the American listeners could understand. Jamaican. So, it was, like, for somebody to have, like, the straight American voice and have it down packed in the whole... You know, I wasn't born. I was born here. Right. So, and then... Oh, that shit is dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, definitely. So, um, we've been seeing a lot of clips on your Instagram in regards to this music video. So, I just want to know, like, what what are some things that we should expect, you know, not with you dropping all the tea, but what can fans, like, expect from this video? Because it's definitely looking like a real... It look, it's looking like a party I wish I could go to if COVID didn't exist. Um, so it's definitely going to see a lot of Dance All Queen movie and, uh, inspiration in it. Um, you're going to see Belly. Okay. Gonna see the two thousands era when Sean Paul and them was doing their videos. Okay. You're gonna okay. see. Um, and I just mixed it in with like new era stuff. Like you're gonna see definitely a lot of me. Okay, so a lot sure. of my style and stuff like that. So it's dope. Yes. Um, we did have some questions from fans that I do want to make sure I get the time to go through because you did mention like your style. So like one person asks, where do you get your style from? And they said that it's so different. Um. I'm mostly inspired by like the agents, like people in Tokyo and stuff like that. Like the Harajuku setup, I love it. So I just took that and basically just mixed it in with my with me. Okay, yeah, I think that's dope. And like Harajuku, yeah, that's I could definitely see that being like one of your your inspos. And I feel like a lot of people don't even know what that is or like in tune with it. So I think that's cool and that's definitely unique. So we talked a little bit about your, you know, your song and the video will be dropping soon. But can we expect like any upcoming projects maybe or things of that nature? Um, uh, EP, trip, mm-hmm. But my feet wet right now first. Okay. So let me like, 
drop the singles and just get my name more out there, get people to know some of my songs and what I'm what I got coming, you know. Then I'll actually drop the EP for them, whatever. But it's ready and it's there. And tomorrow I'm dropping the Water Done preview to the video, so stay tuned. Yes, I cannot wait to see that. So now I want to know, like, what is it like being in the studio with you? Because, like, I know different artists have different creative processes. So, like, some people, they need... I heard, like, some artists be like, I need mad people in the studio. I need weed in the studio. I need liquor in the studio. So, like, what are some of your things that you need or, you know, that you like to have with you while you're recording? I'm very boring. <laughs> I don't... And I don't drink like that. So... Honestly, like my water, fruits, mm-hmm. food, and that's it. I'll have people there sometimes, not all the time. I'm not really for the crowd mm-hmm. situation, but I, I'll have people there sometimes. Probably like three or four people, but not all the time. So yeah, yeah I just like I just like to be focused. Okay, yeah, I think that's important. Um, a lot of art, like some artists too, also say like they don't like too many people because at the same time, when you're creating music, it definitely is like a vulnerable moment, and you don't want necessarily all that, like all them people in there viewing you. So that definitely, you know, makes sense. So yeah, you don't want all that. You don't want different type of energies in your situation. You know what I'm saying? Right, and also I feel like that's when you could low key get like mad opinions. And then that can be like another issue because it's just like uh, now everybody got something to say, and low key that can have an effect on your mental. <laughs> so but that's for people that can't take constructive criticism. I take it very well, so that's not the window. We good. Okay, yeah, that's good. <laughs> it's a part of being an artist that people have to accept that people will probably think like, no, they're just hanging on me. Like, no, if they feel something, just take that advice. Sometimes we need the advice. So opinions, some opinions matter to me, and some don't. Right. And I think that's important that, but I think sometimes with people, they don't even know how to decipher like what opinion should matter and what opinion shouldn't matter. And then it becomes like an issue with their music. But I think like, like you said, like you should be open to constructive criticism and then, you know, being able to decipher like who you should listen to and maybe who you should not listen to. So. With that being said, I want to know if you could work with any artist. I'm going to do, I want you to say like a rap artist, like hip hop artist, and then like dance hall. Who would it be and why if you could work with any artist? Dance hall, I'll definitely do Dex to Dax. Oh, okay. Or Spice, I'll definitely work with them. Oh, Shasina is dope too. She's really dope. She's amazing. So either one of those is dope. Okay. I definitely see like all of those. We cannot leave our vice cartel. You know he's a Yo, legend. free him. I'm sorry, but like, <laughs> it's like, he's literally an icon to me. Like, definitely is. Like, he's amazing. Um, female artists, definitely Nicki Minaj. I could definitely hear me and her on a track together. Yes. That would be dope. That would be fire, fire, for sure, for sure. I think it would be very dope. So definitely her. Um, I'll collab with Cardi, definitely too. Um, Megan is dope too. Megan, I actually like Mulatto. Mulatto, yeah. Mulatto definitely gives me like a a different type of style. Like I like her too. Yeah, me too. She's like her own person. Yeah, I think those are all like some dope like people that you named and you know people that you could that you would like to collab. Like I could definitely see that being a thing 
for sure, for sure. So, like, out of the people that you named, like, is there any artists, or maybe the people that you didn't name, or like your inspirations as far as you know being an artist goes? Um, my inspos: Foxy Brown, Nicki Minaj, Kelly's, and I said, oh, and Lauren Hill. Okay, and those re- four. And reasoning for those four. You said the reason why? Yeah. <laughs> Basically, like her grittiness and the whole patois with the hip hop. Definitely that. Um, Nikki for her lyrics, metaphors, the punchlines. Lauren Hill, her grooviness too. Even the Jamaican stuff too with Lauren Hill. Yes. Definitely soul music, like it, like the way she like the melodic and stuff like that that she do. Um, and Kelly's like the pop princess type. Sometimes yeah. I pedal into all four of those. Definitely my music. Yeah, I definitely feel like your mu- your music is diverse. Just off the people that you even said like inspire you and like how you know. From the music you've released so far, we've definitely seen like different sides of you, which I think is super important as artists. You know, it keeps your audience definitely on their toes because they don't know what's next. <laughs> so speaking of, you know, the different songs you've created, I want to know, like, what has to be one of your favorite songs you've worked on? One of my favorite songs. It, could be, it doesn't have to be released. It could be like unreleased and you're like, damn, like, I really love this. I can't wait for people to hear so I have one called Beast Mode that I think is fire. It's a different vibe. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, I have another Jamaican song called Flexa. Y'all gonna love that one. Okay. Water them is something easy to just like test the streets with. But my other Jamaican song too, Flexa, amazing. So y'all gonna love that one too. So definitely Flexa and Beast Mode right now. And those are two unreleased. Okay, and when do you think will they be on like the EP? We gotta wait for the EP. They're gonna drop like as singles. Yes, but um, Flex is my next single. So yeah, definitely gonna get another Jamaican song after this. Yes, we love to see it. I'm I'm here for that. Okay, I'm doing it. <laughs> yes, for sure, for sure. So now I have like this um segment that I do. It's called like quarantine Q and A because I was doing a bunch of interviews. During the quarantine, and even though, like, the quarantine, I guess, is, like, in a weird place right now, because some states are, like, completely open, some states got a little bit of stuff open, I don't know, the world is definitely weird, but I do, um, like to ask my artists, you know, first off, what was the quarantine like, and, you know, were you still able to create during that time period? I feel like the quarantine was a blessing, Mm -hmm. and was bad at the same time because I still like I was so focused I, th- I, I honestly it was a blessing I was focused as fuck I feel like girl, I feel like everybody just got more in tune during the quarantine right. people didn't have to it wasn't everything all around the place so everybody was just focused on what actually was going on and paying attention to people now so I feel like everybody is in tune with everybody now and it's like like we appreciate each other more now it's like people was dying mm-hmm. it's like I feel like unity like everything is coming together so I feel like it was it's definitely dope. I don't think it was bad at all. Okay, yeah. And you said that you were still like creating, so like you were still going to the studio, you was writing, things of that nature. Still, still writing, still making stuff and still making movies. Yeah, I think that's important that you didn't, you know, let that tie you down and bring you down because I know I, I also think that in a way, like it did open up new opportunities for people. Like I feel like for me, even like I would do all my interviews in person. But, like, now, you know, I'm open to doing, like, virtual interviews. And it has allowed me to basically reach so many other people that 
may not live in Jersey or may not live near Jersey that I get to speak with and share their stories. So I definitely think that's dope for real. Um, now I want to know my next quarantine question is, were you like watching or reading anything during that time period? Um, watching and reading. No, I was just more in tune with what was going on with the whole Black Lives Matter situation. Mm-hmm. So I just mostly with all of that. Okay, okay. And I want to know, like, how, what are your thoughts on, like, how the industry has responded to Black Lives Matter? Because we are now seeing so many, like, music labels, um, popular hip-hop outlets speaking out and saying that they support Black Lives Matter. But, like, what are your thoughts on that? Do you think it's all, like, for show or? Um, I feel like some people are genuine mm-hmm. and some people weren't. I feel like I see some some people were cloud chasing, I would say, because it was a whole situation going on. Some people making music off of it, trying to profit off of it, trying to do merch. It's just like, yeah, it's just like it's not something to make money off of. Like everything is not always just like a money train. Like, right. You know what I'm saying? Some level was real. Some level was fake. Yeah, I definitely agree. And I also just feel like um even to like certain companies that were basically speaking out saying like they support Black Lives Matter, after they would say that their black employees would come out and basically say like, um, actually this company doesn't really care about me and I've experienced a lot of race like racism and things of that nature and nothing was done. So it's like I think that's important too. Like be about what you say. Like Black Lives Matter, right? Okay, so then treat your employees like that, you know, really make that a priority in your organization. So I definitely think that was a good point. Um, so yeah. And then lastly, my question about your quarantine was like, what is your favorite quarantine snack? Like something you just kept eating while you were home during quarantine? Um, I was definitely eating shrimp mac and yams. Something called House of Seafood. Okay. Over here. Amazing. <laughs> so fried shrimp, macaroni, cheese, and yams. Wow. Okay. You was eating good. (laughs) So now I want to know, like, because definitely I feel I would like to say that 2020, you know, took a turn and it wasn't what like we all expected. But like, what are some of your goals for like the remaining of the year? Because we're now in September. So, you know, what is this like? We got four months left. Definitely trying to finish off this quarter with some heat. So I definitely think like this video I'm about to drop. It's one of my best videos I've ever done. So I'm just trying to keep applying pressure. Mm-hmm. And like just now, like from where I first started, where people wasn't really acknowledging me, closing doors in my face. I see it now. Like shit is just starting to change. So I'm definitely appreciating the love, the fake love, the real love. I'm appreciating it. Um, But I'm definitely happy with my results. Like it's coming along. Like, everything is coming along dope. Right. Now, now how you, you, you just talked about like how, you know, you're seeing people like opening doors for you that maybe have closed them in your face before. How important would you say like being patient is, um, in being an artist? Um, patience is key. Like, I feel like God does his, he got, he does things on like at the right time. And so definitely waiting mm-hmm. and seeing, make sure you applying pressure while you're waiting. Yes. Um, so it's just like, I'm not in a rush. I'm not chasing nothing. I just want stuff to chase me and I'm manifesting what I'm doing, but I'm still putting in the work as I'm manifesting. So everything I happen on God's timing, I'm not rushing. I'm not chasing anything. I'm just trying to let everything be organic and authentic, honestly. And, you know, I love how you said you're not like chasing things. You know, you're very big on like, I always say 
what is for me is going to be for me, right? And you know, that's what I think is super important because, um, especially as an independent artist, um, it's definitely easy to want certain things and like chase after certain things and it leads you into bad situations. So like you are... People are so like hungry for every situation. Mm-hmm. You can't be like certain stuff. You just got to brush off like something better will come around. It's, it's, it's fine. Like everything to me, I just, I'm just like mad nonchalant. So it's like, it's cool. And then there'd be another bigger situation. So it was like, I don't ever want to chase. I'm not, I don't, I don't want to chase anything. I'm not chasing, not chasing situations that I know is going to come to me in the end. You know what I'm saying? Right, like, right, just right. Gonna, right. everything will fall in my lap. And by the time I know, I'm just going to be like, what the fuck? Where did all this come from? Right. You know what I'm saying? So that's coming. Yes, definitely. I love that. And I just wanted to know, so like, you are independent and you know, you're really big on like things falling into place when they're supposed to, but like, what are your thoughts on, you know, signing to like a major label? Is that like one of your goals? Is it something that you're like, "Mm," depending on what the contracts say, I know like different artists have different outlooks. It's it's not really, um, I wouldn't say a goal, Mm -hmm. but having extra help would be dope. Right. Have extra help, and it depends on the contract because it has to be something I can, I can benefit off of, and they can benefit off of. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that would be dope. As long as it's a good situation, I'm with it. Right. I'm with sharing bread. I'm with putting in the work. I, I'm that girl. So you know what I'm saying? Like if I was any label, I'll definitely put my money behind me. You know what I'm saying? I'll definitely trust. Period. Say, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, I'm definitely all business, like straight business. Like, I'm really serious about my work. I'm serious about my craft, and I don't play about it. What's your zodiac sign? I'm a Cancer. What's yours? I'm a Sagittarius. Oh, I like Cancers. Yeah. <laughs> okay, repeat that. I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. Y'all bossy. We are. I don't know. Y'all is shit. girl. DJ Bam over here is saying that Sagittarius are a little bit bossy. Who nah, yeah. Okay, Nicki Minaj is a Sag. <laughs> I feel like, okay, maybe we're not necessarily bossy, but, like, we just like stuff done a certain way. Like, I'm really big on that. So, like, similar to how you said, you know, you're big on, like, your work and you're, like, you know, you're a boss. I feel like Sag is, like, you know, we want stuff to look a certain way. You can't be trying to play sound. <laughs> but... Uh, I like cancers. Um, they say y'all emotional though. We're not emotional. I'm mostly like I'm more to like the Leo and Can- I'm at the end of mm-hmm. the cancer. I'm more like Leo cancer. We're not really emotional. But if we don't get our way, it's hell. <laughs> but caring people, we make sure everybody's good. But we we, we know what we want. Yeah, um, I definitely have some cancer friends, and they they're like like that. Like if they don't get their way, it's like. Uh, no, so you know, I know we're definitely dope, like we don't, and we don't play about our friends, yeah. And you know, I think that's important because, like, friendship and like loyalty and all that is super a big thing. So, now I want to talk a little bit about your team because you are an independent artist, but you do have like you know, a team. So, can you talk a little bit about that and you know, how that? has formed together and what that has been for you? People that I either grew up with, mm-hmm. um, people that 
I sort of kind of helping me do the groundwork. Okay. Um, and people that have been here. So it's definitely like three people. So we good. Small, I die. I trust them and we good. Yeah. And I, I love how you said like it's small because I just feel like when you start getting too many people, it becomes. It has, like, I don't need the hassle and I need to do our people. I, I have trust issues. Like I really have, I do not trust people at all. Right. So I have that I know like I could put something in their hand and it's going to still be there. And I think that's important. And you know, I think like trusting people when it comes to your business is like so hard. Like it's to the point where like people be telling me like, oh, we think you need an assistant, but it's just like, mm, like, I don't know. Like that really stresses me out. So I definitely feel you on that where you're like, it's hard to trust people. And then it even goes back to my point of like, I like things done a certain way. So <laughs> You do not trust everybody. You do not let everybody come into your business because people just want to know what you're doing to go spread your business or try to make up false narratives. And I do not need it. I get crazy. I'm not with none of that. No, exactly. On top of that, it's like I also don't want like somebody on my team if I got to double check everything they do. So like if I ask you to do a task and like I have to go back and make sure like you did it the way I asked, like that's low key like defeating the purpose of me having you here. So that's on it. Just like you, you gotta have people, you gotta have people that's serious about your craft, like how you are. So if you don't, it's not going to work. Yeah, it's definitely uh, not going to work at all. So, um, we talked a little bit about your music, you know, your team, your Zodiac sign. We learned a lot about you. Um, but now I want to know what would you have to say is like one of your greatest challenges of being an artist? One of my greatest challenges. Mm. My greatest. I don't know. Just. Just like. Just playing in certain situations. Like getting stuff together. Sometimes that pressure come down on you. You just like. Yo. What am I going to do? And that's when you have your people like stepping like, as I said, sometimes opinions matter. Mm-hmm. So when I'm at a breaking point, because I'm a person like I've been like, I really built my situation, right? I've been building, I'm still building. And I didn't have no people around me, no team, no none of that. Mm-hmm. So it was like, I was always a person to do everything by myself. Right. Pressure, pressure, pressure. For me. Um, and I was so used to doing everything by myself. So it was like, everything was coming down to me. Straight mm-hmm. pressure. So I feel like that's mostly one of my challenges. Just me getting shit done and really getting it done. Right. Even if it's by my I'm helping hands, it's like I still get the situation done. And I feel like I work better under pressure anyway. Mm. So I'm always trying like new stuff coming, like, you know, I'm always challenging myself. Even if I feel like I can't handle it, I'm gonna try to handle it. Yeah, you know, I it's interesting that you said you feel like you work better under pressure. Um, so would you say like you're a procrastinator? Because some people are like, I procrastinate because I work better under pressure. So it's like, I know when the time come, I'm going to excel. I'm going to do it. And I'm going to do it like the next day, next day. Okay. So you saying, wait, I'm sorry. I missed that a little bit. You said, repeat that. If I something, it's going to be like the next day, next day. You know, some people be like, well, I want to do a photo shoot. It's be like, okay, so we can do three months from now. 
No, with me? Yo, we're going to do it next week. I got this. I got this. I got this. I got this together. The guy over there. Boom. I got the place. I got the outfit. Everything. And my, they, they be like, yo, this girl's fast. So it was like, you know, I'm just so used to like doing shit on my own. So it's like, I always want to be on it. Right, right, right. You know, and I think that's good. I mean, it shows that you're proactive and what they say, early bird gets the worm. So definitely, definitely, definitely. So we talked about like your challenges as far as being an artist, but like, what is your, you know, your favorite thing about being an artist? Um, definitely seeing how the universe, like basically like the energy you give out. I like to see the energy I get back. Mm action how they feel about my work that shit it makes me feel amazing like it makes you feel good makes you feel good to know that people really like your art that shit is amazing right 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 now have you ever experienced like i guess in your early stages of your career like self-doubt and then like you're you know people let you know that like no like you're good it's times when you'll have people in your air or you'll hear people going around she's not that good enough somebody is gonna be somebody better than her or um, she dark skin, or um, you gotta put in more work. It's always gonna be devils in your ears. That's how I look at it. As you go up, you always gonna have people to doubt you because they can't control you or they can't manipulate you. Right. So they'll try to bring you down. You just gotta be a strong person. When you come to this, you gotta be a strong person to get all that shit the fuck away from you and just still keep going. Mm-hmm. Cause I had some of those. I had some almost trying to bring me down, and I got rid of them. Yeah, and you know, I think that's important that you said you got rid of them because, like, nobody needs that, especially when you're just, you know, coming up in the industry. And then it's also, like, you don't even want those people around you when you really, quote-unquote, like, bust, you know? Like, you want people that always believed in you and genuinely fucked with your your work and your art. So I think that's a good point. Um, You mentioned that, like, some of the things that you would hear is, like, you know, how you're dark-skinned. So do you think, like, colorism has affect like played a role in like your experience as an artist in the industry thus far um it didn't really happen to me yet Mm -hmm. i feel like it didn't happen to me yet um because i'm 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 one of the girls that always stand out Mm -hmm. so it happened to me i'm gonna say yes well i hear people talking about it but it didn't happen to me yet but i I, like i I, sometimes i see a little fun little funny stuff but I don't care about that. Because at the end of the day, I still stand out. And I still do my own thing. Like, you know. Right. And, you know, I think that's important that, like, oh, I hate, like, I just hate stuff like that. Like, people can be super, like, judgmental. And it's like, what are you doing? Like, who are you? So. What are you? <laughs> honey, who are Right. So as long as you, you know, know who your team is, know who is really down for you. And, you know, everything. I think that's super important. And that's how you become a better, like, a better artist. You got to keep yourself well-rounded. You know? have to. You got to make sure your feet is on the ground, like, at all times. You cannot listen to nobody. Like, anything you want to do in life, you cannot listen to anybody. You listen to people, you really feel. And, like, I see this shit all the time. You'll fail. You'll feel discouraged. You'll feel like you're nothing. Like, literally. Yeah, um, I feel like with art too, it's um, it's different. Like it's a different path with art, and you know, a lot of people not is not gonna get it. They're just not right. And I think you know, you as an artist, you have to decide: is am I gonna let 
what people say get in my ear or if, or if I'm going to do what I love. There's so many people that do stuff and their family like gives them like shit for it in the beginning. And then after a while, when they see like, okay, this person is really going for it. They really going at it. They come around. So I think that's important too, to just know what you want to do and just stick to that and just be true to yourself. True. I think that 100% all the time. Yes. So my last question for you is if you could leave the listeners slash viewers with one thing to remember about London Hill, what would it be and why? I'm not gonna be that bitch. Let me stop. Um, <laughs> just, I'm just a motivation. Like, you just gotta be motivated. I'm motivated. Um, I'm strong. And I'm, I'm that bitch. Like, I'm a bitch. Period. Get in tune. Okay. You can answer the Yeah. So I'm a bitch. Period. And I'm coming. Oh, y'all bitches done for. That bitch is done. Black ass music. Everything y'all done. I'm coming. I'm taking the show over. That's it. Period. Yes. I love it. I love your confidence. I love your music. I'm so excited to see, you know, what is next. I cannot wait for that music video to drop. Please let my listeners know where they can find you and stay in contact with you and keep updated. Y'all can find me on Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, London Hill with three L's. Apple Music, I'm on every streaming platform. Let's get it. Yes, thank you so much for chatting with me. For those of y'all, um, this interview will be on our Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, our website, if you know any of you guys missed it. And yeah, thank you so much, London. Thank you. I appreciate it. Take care. Wow. That was great. Great. Great ain't the word. How <laughs> confident. Yeah. Yes. I think everybody needs that in life. I definitely do. I, especially women. I feel like women sell themselves so it's crazy. Crazy. Oh. <laughs> that, that ain't supposed to happen. Um, it's fine. <laughs> I feel like women sell themselves short a lot, so it was great that she was able to come in here and you know give us that confidence. And just... she, I, I will say this: she's not a pretender. When I say yeah. pretender, like she was her. Mm-hmm. And I'm not gonna front. I got that old school Foxy vibe from her. I can hear mm. it in her because Foxy was like that. Right, right, right. Was confident. Knew she was the hot shit. Knew she was the dark yeah. skin, sexy chick. Like, she just knew it. Right. Nah, for sure, for sure. That was good. That was fun. Um, I really did enjoy that interview. And, you know, I don't know. I just, I love, I love interviewing independent artists because something about them is just like, they're so hungry. Yeah, and that they're, definitely... they're hungry. Even the ones who are still unsigned artists and they have a well-known name. I know a couple of ones that, like, some of them that still just... Humble, mm-hmm. humble. Like people, people say about myself. Like, oh, Bam, you're a celebrity now. I said, I'm not a celebrity. <laughs> They're like, nah, everybody know Bam. Everybody, nah, they know me, but right. Know. You, but you know what's crazy? Um, I was talking about this to one of my friends the other day, and it's like sometimes the artists that are bigger are so humble, but then we also get like artists that. I'm not even about to say artists. I'm going to say influencers. Influencers 
that are just so like not humble and like I've experienced it in real time in real life and you know I just think being humble will definitely definitely get you further oh for sure it definitely will like like I think I think that's why certain people like for example Common Mm-hmm. Common, he, he always been humble. You never really saw him like snap, even when he did have beef back in the day. Right. You you never really see him get out of character. And uh, Ice Cube, Ice Cube definitely grew up. And look at him, always a humble guy. Like there's certain people in the industry that you don't really hear nothing about. Mm-hmm. And every time you see them, it's like a just a great spirit, humble spirit to be around them. Yeah, I definitely think that. And I don't know. I just want. All my listeners tonight, if you didn't if you didn't learn anything today, um, be humble and have confidence. That's it. Know that know how to have that balance with whatever you do, and you know, that will definitely get you far in life. Um mm-hmm. and yeah, that is my little gem for y'all tonight. So I just want to thank everybody for tuning in with me and listening to me in London. I want to thank DJ Bam. Always a pleasure for being here and assisting me. And making my first day on Tapping Radio very well. Um, you, it was very smooth. Your girl was a little nervous, but we made it through. I don't know why she was nervous, y'all. Like, tell her she don't Yo, need to be nervous. She's been doing this. <laughs> this is Black Talk Radio on Tapping Radio. Like, yes, come on. Yes, you know like, the vibes. Yes. Um, so we will be back next week. Same time, same place. I'll be back with another dope interview. So make sure y'all tap in. And yeah, I love y'all. I will see y'all next. See y'all. I will talk to y'all next week.